Welcome to the Human Experience Podcast, the only podcast designed to fuse your left and right brain hemispheres and feed it the most entertaining and mentally engaging topics on the planet. As we approach our ascent, please make sure your frontal, temporal and occipital lobes are in their full upright position. As you take your seat of consciousness, relax your senses and allow us to take you on a journey. We are the Intimate Strangers. Thank you for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. I am very grateful to be here tonight. We've got an incredible show planned for you guys. We are multicasting, which means we are broadcasting on a bunch of different platforms right now. So if you're looking for everywhere we are live, if you want to leave us a review on iTunes, if you want to support the show, I think people may underestimate just how much it takes to put a show of this caliber together sometimes. Simply go to allmylinks.com slash thehumanxp, but by far the biggest compliment you can give us is by spreading the word about this show. Word of mouth is how we grow. If you have not heard the show before, then you're in for a treat. Tonight, we are going to be looking at achieving higher states of consciousness. We are going to be talking about the divinity within ourselves. We are going to be talking about awakening the guru within ourselves. It's going to be an absolutely mind-blowing show. So, whether you are here with us live, or whether you're listening to the replay or podcast version of this, thank you so much for your presence tonight. A big shout out to our loyal fans and supporters. You guys know who you are. I appreciate you so very much. But I digress. Go grab a drink. Sit back relax, enjoy this conversation. The Human Experiences in Session. My name is Xavier Katana. My guest for tonight is Nandiji. Nandiji is a mystic, yogi, visionary, humanitarian, artist, author, and teacher. Mastery of Consciousness is Nandiji's book in which he shares the rare teachings of the seldom revealed source of yogic wisdom of the Siddha sages, the liberated mystics of South India. Nandiji is also the founder of a number of important movements, the Declaration of Consciousness Movement, aimed at empowering humanity, World Yogi Day focuses on self-empowerment, and the Ariven community, which focuses on ways to create self-sustaining farming sanctuaries. Nandiji, it is an absolute pleasure. Welcome to HXP. Grateful to my brother. Nandiji, namaste to you, sir. Uh, you know, there's so much, so much I want to ask you tonight. There's so much I want to get into, but let's lay a foundation for, you know, there's, there's many people who don't, may not know who you are. So, you know, tell us a little bit about 
you know, where you come from, how you got into this, how you made the choice to start broadcasting your message to the world. <laughs> Inspired, divine brother. Grateful to be here and uh, so wonderful to be connecting to each one of us here in the now. My journey began twenty seven years ago after a wake up through different states of death that I was taken through through by my guru. And waking up meant searching for my wholeness, seeking that other larger, vaster being who is within who was within me that I woke up to. And through this journey came the realization of my purpose here, and that is how do we reach consciousness to humanity? So consciousness is the only thing we could take from this life to the next. The greatest and the grandest gift of all is in this birth, consciousness, the supermind. Awake to consciousness, it means we are the sun. Our realities go around us. We have woken up the guru within us that enables each moment to be the scriptures. We have now woken up to the highest potential within each of us. So in this journey within ourselves is the timelines, the time we experience, the time is where we have the absolute ability to set for ourselves. So as a visionary, I unfold the World Yogi Day that is astronomically, astrologically and aligned time of awakening the time of Mahasavratri, which actually happens just in the next three days, which is February 9th. And it's an opportune moment to take a journey within ourselves and go within to February 21st, when we begin to start experiencing the expanded consciousness, which is timelessness, which is, the, which is what the yogis call the sleepless sleep. The sleepless sleep the states of Turiya is when our mind, we have climbed up beyond the mind. We've gone beyond breath. And now we've tapped into the superconscious states of where the I has dissolved into the we. Where the I am experience is now the vortex of our own being. When we are able to see the wholeness, we are able to experience the all. So this Mahasivratri, which happens once a year, is happening now. This is one dimension. The other dimension is, okay, so consciousness is beautiful. Consciousness, where consciousness is, wisdom is. And where wisdom is, heavens is as realities. And this is the declaration of consciousness movement across nations, mm. adopted by nations. This is the solution to the crisis of today in different forms, the larger crisis of religion, the crisis of greed, all of this dissipates like light 
dissolving away darkness. And that light is the consciousness lit within each one of us that if we come together, awakening consciousness, where we are, peace dwells. Mm-hmm. Nonviolence is the higher state of consciousness is the divine feminine awakens. So my vision, these two visions come together to the next dimension, which is my childhood dream. What will it take to save the life of every single old cow after we finish milking it? Let's save its life. Let's create biodynamic organic land. Let's grow the most intelligent indigenous food and let's feed the hungry. Let's create, let's recreate food for the mind, for the health from a different dimension, from the dimension of compassion, from the dimension of higher givings. So as a visionary, unfolding all of this as consciousness in different dimensions is the gift of the moment of now, the now where we are together. So I am so grateful to be sharing breath with each of us at this moment, at this time, at this aligned, blessed moment. Yes, sir. Nandiji, I love it. I love it so much. Just make sure, I just want to say, just make sure that you're holding that microphone tight, that that wire just tight so that it's not bouncing around. And... So we can hear you perfectly because your words are so resonant. I love everything you're saying. So powerful, so magical, the words that you have. And this is, I think this is one of the big reasons I wanted to bring you onto the show is because you teach you and inspire people to find this awakening potential within themselves. You, you very, very much implore people to find this aspect of divinity within themselves and i think many of us many of the people hearing this listening to this we are seekers you know we are looking for the truth answers uh to you know questions like why are we here is there a god you know what happens after we die you know things like that so we're we're seeking we're looking for these things but i think sometimes i think sometimes that we I some even sometimes the problem becomes that we look we start to look externally for these answers, you know. So I, I want to know in your words, how can we be better at seeking? How can we better find these answers that we are looking for? Beautiful, beautiful question, divine brother. And this is so vital because when we we seek only because we know already it exists, so we seek. So the very first dimension of our seeking itself has set us on the journey. In this journey is from outside to the inside. And from the outside to the inside is action. And in this action, the first is understanding time and the timelessness within time that we are. So the moment we see time as that which happens 24 hours and that which has the day and night, set the light a lamp for yourself, a candle or a lamp, anything that is lit. This is something so personal between ourselves and our source, our higher God, our God, our namelessness, infinity, void, call, call that infinity absolute in any which way we need. But that's within ourselves, light the lamp. 
Now, having lit the lamp, begin the journey inward. And when we begin the journey inward, start with the starting point, which is the root chakra. Light it. If you have the mantra power to light it and set the light the journey, do it. Let's do the mantra now. See, the mantra of the roots is where the elephant-like energies is. When we awaken the root energy, we are able to bring the power of passion, the power of devotional love, and the power of focus into play, hmm. into realities. We are unstoppable. We have nothing to resist us in what we wish to do from a highest perspective and from the grounded realities. So the starting point is the root chakra. I'd like to share this mantra because everything we say, we wish it to be your own experience. Mm -hmm. And so in this experience is the mantra energy, the Siddha mantra energy that we could set alight. So set alight our own lamp in our house. And with this mantra, when you light outside, we are lighting inside. And when we are lighting inside, the first chakra begins to move. And this is the sacred inner fires, the mother kundalini fire that we are setting a light within ourselves to awaken layer by layer by layer. The first layer is the root chakra. So the mantra is ring ang ung anabadiye namo ring ang ung anabadiye namo ring ang ung anabadiye namo this mantra ideally you would say it 108 times say it later Mm. Go within yourself, digest this mantra and let this mantra be your own. Let it be your own light. So when you say the mantra, ring ang we reach the spot above the navel. Above the navel is where the Guru is. The Guru is anyone who has opened the doors of our consciousness. Read the Bible, Christ is our Guru. Likewise, anyone who has opened the doors to our consciousness is our Guru and above the navel. Mm. But when we bring the energy up, up above the navel, the third eye automatically opens, by default opens. So the Guru, see there are five Gurus we have. The first Guru is our mother and father. They can be represented by our own palms, the left palm being the mother, the right palm being the father. Just rub your palm every morning when you wake up in the morning, rub your palms and say, thank you, mother. Thank you, father. And in your cellular level, you are saying gratitude, gratitude, gratitude to your creator, your father and your mother, your first guru. Right. When you rub your palms together and place them over your eyelids, instantly you are being blessed by your father and mother, the first gurus of consciousness. The next guru is our own breath, our left breath and our right breath. The left breath is the moon breath, the divine feminine. The right breath is the sun energy, the infinite, absolute uh, energy fields of the masculine. When you rub your palms together, thinking of your breath and saying thank you to your own breath, we understand that there is that which is which gives birth to breath, which is source. And that source is consciousness that comes in different forms like the gurus. So the external gurus, all the beings who are 
teaching us today by way of books we're reading, by way of what we listen to, by way of the music we actually hear. All these behind all of this is the guru that exists. And this guru is the external guru and they light the inner guru. Mm. The inner guru is the lamp we light within ourselves. So when you see the mantra, ring, ang, ung, anamadinamum, you're beginning to set the light, our own guru. And when the guru climbs up to being the gurus, to being the sum total of all the gurus, to being all that divinity that we are praying for, we wake up. Now everything is the guru for us. Every moment is the guru. Everything teaches us the good teaches us. Every moment, everything we see, everything we experience is source. So that's why in reality, in in a nation like India, you have million you have hundreds of thousands of gods and goddesses. Why? Because we see God in everything. Everything becomes the guru for us. And now, every moment we are the scriptures, we are the now. Okay, so when we raise the energy up above the navel, this is our experiences that we begin to understand that we are the guru. The guru is our own mind, the higher states of mind. Consciousness itself is the guru. Now we come up to the heart chakra. And in the heart chakra, we realize everything is one from the three dimensional states. The first state of of, of reality, of, of the first state of truth is that we are the infinite, infinite, infinite being having this human experience, which is the power of infinity brought into the finite. The next is we are the embodiment of the divine entity in this body, the enshrined being, the golden being. And then comes the knowing, the heart, us. We are the epicenter of void. We are the dancer within silence. We are the stillness within the dance. That's the heart chakra. When we know this, the three, the, the three dimensional uh, realities of whom we are as one in the heart chakra, now we have woken up to being love. When we are love, everything comes together. Every dimension of what we are, whom we are, we know. And now we ascend up above love to the, the next dimension, which is something that most of us in the spiritual realities realize, will realize an experience. When we see God, when we see that absolute infinity, when we wake up to that, to the void, uh, to the void, uh, named and the nameless being, our soul says, I am, I am, I am, but the body and mind says, me too. And that's when the problem begins. Because the me too means hundreds of thousands of births we are trying to resolve in this one birth. Hmm. So we are at this point in time, something like uh, the eye of a hurricane. Within the eye, there's the calm, but outside us, everything is happening. Too many things are happening. So this is something we resolve through the throat chakra. I'm taking us for the journey of visualizing within ourselves so when we sit back to meditate, we could deploy these dimensions within ourselves, within the throat chakras where we dissolve all the karmic dimensions, all the karmic imprints of so many lifetimes before we wish to dissolve in the now, in the throat chakra.
So when you come to the root chakra, let go, think of the infinite blue sky and dissolve away all that which is the past. So whenever we as yogis sit together to meditate and expect the future, we can see only the most beautiful, the beautiful uh, dimensions of our highest intent with all the karmic uh, the karmic limitations having been dissolved away into that of absolute potential and uh, opportunities. From the throat chakra, we have literally transformed ourselves like Helen Keller. Anything that was holding us back has now become that of immense beauty and joy and uh, our karma has become our dharma. Mm. Dharma means goodness. Dharma means our highest purpose on planet Earth. And our karma is whatever we thought was the limitation in reality has become the asset. And now we move beyond to the next and the final dimension, which is the crown chakra awakening. So when we say the crown chakra awakening, this is, you know, the dream of the dream of all of us within ourselves to wake up and be the highest self, the most potential, whatever we've been seeking for is ultimately aligned to our need to be the vaster, bigger, diamond, potent self. And that is the crown chakra awakening, which actually is like a flower that once it blossoms, it's not going to turn back within. In other words, once we wake up, our journey has begun. We don't look back. We would only be taken more and more into light. And no matter what, we transform to goodness. We are not unstoppable. Consciousness in consciousness is the idea in time for humanity. Is the idea in time for ourselves that once we've woken up, now a journey has truly begun. The journey of grace. Where grace is, more grace grows. We know dharma, so we are at the receiving end of dharma. We know karma, so we negate it by stepping out to making sure that we are the spirit having the human experience where every moment of ours is simply perfect. States of joy, we are, so bliss formed, we become. That's the yogi. And as the yogi, now we are simply the sun shining here knowing that we have a shelf life, we enjoy every moment to its infinity. Okay, let me let me just pause you there. I mean, there's, wow, I mean, there's so much information to unpack in that. And so resounding, this journey, this inner movement through the chakras uh, into the, the crown chakra to unfold this inner connectedness to source, where we find an ocean of bliss. Um, what I, you know, what I, it's interesting to me, Nandiji, that right now it seems, I'm sure you know this or you've thought about this, but it seems that we are in the age of the, the Kali Yuga, the Kali Yuga. You know, the Vedas talked about this. And you know, it seems like people are disoriented, people are easily to anger. They are, I don't know what's going on. It does seem like chaos. And, you know, when you mentioned the hurricane, that's exactly what I saw in my mind. That, you know, I sometimes feel like I am at the center of this hurricane, at the eye of this hurricane, while there is chaos around me. You know, we look at our political system, chaos. We look at our ecological system, chaos. 
it it doesn't seem like there is any place of refuge except inside myself. Would you agree? Yes, divine brother. All of this is given to us for us to look inward. This seeming of chaos. And there is really chaos politically, especially from the U.S., within the U.S., politically and on global scales. It is a bit scary because anything could trigger World War Three. And then there is the climate change and all of this that's happening. So within all of this chaos is the light that we are seeking to be. And being that, we transform what could be chaos into that which it's meant to be as in its beauty. In other words, Kali Yuga is actually Kali Yuga, which really means the divine feminine awakening. And when the divine feminine awakens, consciousness awakens. So Kali Yuga in reality is the birthing of Satya Yuga. Satya is consciousness, the age of consciousness. We are giving birth to this age of consciousness and it's the we. All of us today who are waking up, we are the ones birthing consciousness. Satya Yuga, the age of truth. And this age of truth is within each one of us. And the moment we have made it our own reality, it will be the reality of all of humanity. So within all of this chaos is the ultimate supreme blessings of this moment that we are to know that we are the ones, the ones who light consciousness for ourselves, who are consciousness that flows and who will hold and uphold that light and that light will uphold all that which is reality in its protective vortex, guiding us, expanding us further. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's so profound. You know, in, in your book, you talk about the breath of now. And I, I know that in yoga, the breath is regarded, regarded as something so powerful because the breath is what uh, connects us to the universe. You know, it's something that is both inside and outside of our body, right? So we breathe, we exhale, and then we inhale. And when we inhale, you know, it's inside of us. So it's our, it's our divine connection to the universe. Right. So what is what is the breath of now? How can we be more in the now instead of worrying? I I find many people, you know, they they worry about, you know, what's what's going to happen in the future? You know, the future hasn't happened yet. It's always in the future, you know, or (laughs) there's something in their past is it's a burdening them there. They feel guilty. Maybe they they've done they've wronged someone, you know, they've done something incorrect. They feel. Right. So how can we simply be at peace within ourselves in the now? Okay, this is such a vital thing to know. When Siddhartha became Buddha or rather took a journey to becoming Buddha, it really is our own self, every one of us. Five times a day, a breath flips to the right unconsciously. Mm-hmm. And every for each one of us, if you notice during the evening time when the sun is going down, that's the time we would feel a strange sense of void, a strange sense of sadness, a strange sense of emptiness. This 
And the more spiritual we are, the more we begin to sense it because it's like the innermost call telling us, hey, time for you to set aside everything and unite to source, unite to God, unite to your own supreme self that once a day. So in this is knowing first that when we feel sad, when we feel a mind low, it is the right time to take the inner journey. And this sadness exists in all of us in different degrees. More so when you're awake, more so when we are, when we know we have experienced that higher self, that it's time to let go of everything and take that inner journey. Now, once we've taken this inner journey and gone within to light the lamp within ourselves, to expand, to be the vast infinity, we complete ourselves. Now, when we completed ourselves and come back into the human realities to, of experiences where we are, we have earlier been working with whatever is our experience, now we can climb up to the next higher experience of the truth that we are and deal with all of the experiences that have been thrown to us by life and by karma and by the past and by the now. So when we are now given that experience, we know only one beautiful excla exc exclamation, which is, wow. <laughs> right? However it is, there's always the wow within that moment. And if we've been able to feel that wow in each moment, now we are the vortex, the vortex of light. Now, when we say we are the vortex of light, there is another dimension to it. And that dimension is, okay, so let's experience this moment that we are saying we are God. We are that absolute. We are that almighty. So if we are that, then all of the light and all of the sages and all of the saints and all of the yogis and all of the rishis and all the beings of light, all the awake beings of the past are walking, are going around that light, celebrating that light. Now, in the celebrations of light, through each of these beings, when we say our identity is we, we are being blessed by the highest thought, which is wisdom. We are now translating that wisdom of the highest thought to heavens as our realities. So, taking these steps within to being the whole really means Resetting ourselves to the grandness of experiences and the, and the greatness of the realities that we are here to unfold for ourselves and for all we share breath with, all the living. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so much in your words, Nandiji. I I, I feel so connected to them, and you know, it's almost poetic the way that you put these things. It's, it's so magical, you know, and. You make it sound so simple, but it's, it doesn't feel simple. You know, it doesn't feel like it's a simple process at all. And, you know, I think it's, I think for me anyway, I think that I forget a lot. You know, I forget in the, in the moment, I, for, I forget these techniques. I forget to go within myself. I forget to meditate. You know, when I'm stressed, I know that when I'm stressing out, I need to go meditate. That's when I should be meditating. Right. But it's, it's the Maya of things. It's the illusion of things. And I mean, the, the order that you present things in, it's such a, it's such a connection to the micro and macrocosmic 
universe of things and showing us, you know, and I feel so honored that you are here with us tonight sharing this wisdom with us. But, you know, how can we be more aware of when Maya tries to trap us? Does it make sense? Yes, yes. See, we think we, when we meditate, we are holding that mental space of the meditative realm for some time. The reality is that is what we spin around us and, and overflow with us all the time. Now, how is that possible? This is the word tapas. Tapas, the English translation could be penance, could be, uh, could be, uh, 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 a determined, uh, uh, a determined pathway within where we sacrifice many things around us to go within. Now, I would rather say it from this experience. When we have lit our lamp within ourselves, we have set ourselves on a perpetual fire. And 24 by 7, we take our breath from source to source. Now, ideally, mantras definitely helps because you're holding that thought in the single-pointed space of focus, and that focus is everything and nothing, which really is the divinity that we are uh, chanting to within ourselves, the mantra fire. So when we go in deeper and deeper into the mantra fire, we wake up to devotional love called bhakti. Now, bhakti and wisdom is one. Bhakti, which is divine love, and Higher wisdom, the highest thought has become one. Now that truth when we find within ourselves, as we are saying, oh oh, oh God, source, uh, infinity, I love you. Now, when we know that whom we love outside ourselves is really whom we are within ourselves, what births as thought itself has become wisdom. So now when we know that that is where it is, we seek, we now experience human realities in all its ups and downs. Now, when you say ups and downs, there's a cap of limitations, of hassles, of problems for each one of us that fits us so perfectly. Every one of us have one set of problems that fits us so perfectly. And that actually has been given to us for that experience. And when these dimensions of karmic stuff or you could say life itself poses for us challenges, this is the time when we cook it. When we cook our realities, we take whatever the reality is, whatever the challenges, whatever has been bothering us in our mind, whatever we are anxious about, and put it inside this fire of tapas, into the mantra fire within ourselves, into the now. So we take our past. If our, if our past was bothering us, take our entire past. If it's the future, take the future. Take all of that. It doesn't belong to us anymore. It belongs to that sacred fire within ourselves. And we go into the mode of tapas. Now, in, in all of the yogic stories of India, of, uh, of ancient uh, uh, Sanatana Dharma, the word tapas is the single most important uh, uh, practice of any sage 
and that is going into the forest with an intent you could set an intent you can tell yourself okay this is my problem and giving it to god giving it to source and letting that mantra energies consume and you go deeper and deeper and deeper within to be that invoked divinity itself and now when we are confronting with the problems we've we've transformed it into something so beautiful the problems have become opportunities the opportunities have become the ultimate thing that we that we are meant to be here shining with okay so this is one part of it the other part of it is every one of us have been given breath and when we are faced with all these circumstances what do we do so if you want to go inward we need to understand how many times in life do we say oh my god i don't want to live i don't i do, i want to run away you know how many times this is a normal thought which happens to nearly every human now the, what do we do then hold the breath don't let it go say hey god here's my breath i give it to you i surrender it to you and hold the breath and put the mantra energies in it put the fire in it incubate yourself when you incubate your breath incubate yourself we slowly like a lava we become the beautiful butterfly we slowly grow our wings our wings is the ultimate states of truth because freedom to be awake means to be free to be liberated is the ultimate heart's dream of every human ever born ever will be yes freedom and to be free means to understand that we are the vast being now here in the human as the angels or rather the spirits having this human experience unlimited by body unlimited by the mind unlimited by circumstances being the yogi hmm. wow it's such a profound such a deep profound thing that you're offering today and i i really appreciate it so much um you know i, I nandichi i was driving the other day i just had this thought i was driving the other day and you know sometimes when i'm driving it helps me clear my mind most of the time i sometimes if i'm thinking a lot i i take a drive and it helps me just get into this sort of flow state right and and i was thinking you know as these people were driving next to me I'm like oh that guy's an asshole you know and maybe he cut me off or something like that and i thought oh okay you know and there was another guy just driving too slow i thought the same thing i'm like oh god he's an asshole and you know then i realized i made this realization within myself i realized if i see everyone in that light if i see people as this you know resistance it's going to be that it's going to manifest that way for me but if i see these people as a reflection of myself as my friend then perhaps my manifestation of this experience will change <laughs> it's it's so funny that you're mentioning this because uh i was just thinking to myself because it's the third day back in the united states and back in los angeles and uh, as i was driving i was asking myself this one question and that was why is it that 
if I looked at anyone, they would be smiling and laughing or, you know, happy, you know, the moment we sort of like connected. And was it, is it because of the place Los Angeles or is it because of me or is it because of the time and moment, you know? And, and when you mentioned this, this is funny because whom we are is what we see and what we reflect and what we, uh, what we make of. So, in other words, you know, when we are in this place of ecstasy, all we see is states of joy that reflects and rebounds back to us in different forms. Now, whenever we begin to understand, you know, there is a part, there is a frustration within us and, you know, when we feel judgmental or when we feel angry or triggered or, or you could say irritated, we need to know that that is the time when the mind needs to go inwards and set itself on fire and incubate and come out from a place of a higher vibratory state. And in this vibratory state, only joy and light of bliss shines. We set the light. Anything around us, anywhere we go, we know that we are literally flowing that light. Hmm. Now, this is vital in, 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 in our moment of experience. We could call it, we could say the pleasantness of experience, the pleasantness of the moment, of each moment. Because once we overflow with it, that pleasantness of experience can only happen to us in every possible ways and means. In other words, you're driving the car, you know that you don't, you know, like you, you know that your journey is beautiful. You're going to meet some beings, you know that everything will work itself beautiful. We are working with your career, you're working with your, with your love life. Every, everywhere you focus, you know that only the good will rebound of it. Hmm. Only that which is of the highest vibration will work alongside with the higher vibratory field that we have set alight within ourselves. Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I love it. I love it. Nandaji, you, you talk about um, the guru chakra. You talk about how, you know, if someone wants to invoke their personal guru, you write that they can use this guru chakra, guru chakra to awaken their inner guru. Um, you know, what is the guru chakra? Well, where does it live in the body? And, you know, what kind, what kind of things can we do? What kind of meditations? Are there a chance that we can do? How do we awaken this, this guru chakra? That's a, a powerful question itself because this was the Siddha teachings thousands of years back and this is the siddha teaching that left south india and went away went all the way to china and japan and that over there the the guru chakra was mentioned as that above the navel especially in martial arts so in ninjutsu and uh, in, in 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 kung fu qigong. karate uh, qigong all of this the guru chakra is vital but this knowledge of Guru Chakra was from the Siddha pathway, where if you take a deep inhale, hold the breath and lift the root chakra fire up above the navel 
and begin to focus over here with the Guru Mantras, almost instantly we have detached ourselves from the limitations of our mind and body. In other words, we would not feel cold anymore. We would not feel, uh, we would not feel hungry anymore we've detached ourselves from uh, from uh, from time to timelessness the moment we come up above the guru because here is where unlimited potential to lies so consciously when we work it with the mantra the fires of the guru chakra almost instantly opens the third eye so i let me let me share this experience with you as teachings for each one of us to hold okay mm-hmm. now remember the guru really is consciousness but the guru is everything that whoever gave us consciousness whoever opened the doors for us to the light they are our gurus so when you're saying the mantra like as a song as some your own personal lullaby invoke the gurus in reality the more gurus the better in other words there is another dimension to this that is in your office room or workspace have pictures of all the beings who inspired us like abraham lincoln and uh, albert einstein and all the beings who've inspired us pull them in because they are when you invoke them they are gurus and that is a state of consciousness that merges with our state of consciousness to be the we states of consciousness and the more gurus you have the more we are tuned into the higher higher vibrations so this mantra is a very simple mantra use the two palms of our hands to clap also you know when in terms of work when we are working and there's a writer's block our brain has stopped or our circumstances are so heavy and we want to break free from there that is you generate ecstasy within ourselves the two palms of ours are the most powerful instruments we could ever have the left palm and the right palm so clapping it creates the inner music okay so let's say the mantra together jaya jaya nata jaya jaya nata nata siva guru nata siva guru nata siva is infinity see spirit was experience siva 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 is that infinite 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 see carl sagan mentions that shiva two had a timeline shiva two appeared and disappeared many 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 shivas appeared and disappeared but they all disappeared into the final entity siva 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 so siva so when you say va 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 siva guru nata guru is consciousness let that guru we invoke be a conscious nata is the being of light let those beings of light be our light okay jay jay nata siva guru nata 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 jay jay nata siva guru 
जय जय नाता शिव गुरु नाता जय जय नाता शिव गुरु नाता रबे पाम्स टुगेदर एंड प्लेस द मूवे आईलेज एंड रिसीव द ब्लेसिंग ऑफ ऑल द गुरुज इफ यू नोटिस एज वी वर सेइंग स्लोली द एनर्जी क्लाइम्स अप एंड इट गोस ऑटोमेटिकली टू द थर्ड आई now this mantra any of these mantras it's it's like how do you multiply consciousness through the mantras so take a deep inhale and imagine yourself like a bee uh vibrating itself okay mm-hmm. so the same mantra jay jay na 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 jay jay na na namagaro na da jay jay na da namagaro na da jay jay na da namagaro na da okay now that speed when you are saying the mantra put your tongue backwards and go into the vibratory state through the third eye Your palms together and receive the blessings. Wow. I so, mean, I'm sorry, sorry, go ahead. So, the Guru is the highest, the source itself is our Guru. We are directly connected to source. So, every thought of ours is like conceiving light as the moon. The sun is the Guru, the sun is infinity, the sun is God's source. absolute the moon is our own mind and we simply reflect that higher so in this journey is awakening the guru within ourselves and being the collective oneness of all the masters and as from the, as being the masters as being the light now we reflect or rather we our mind conceives pure pristine wisdom mm-hmm. that is consciousness mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me nandi ji i mean it's again it's so profound just to hear you speak and to do the chants and we are so fortunate to to have your presence here tonight i i can't think of any other podcast that is that is actually bringing people this kind of information and on this level um but you know i i want to talk about you know there's many times i encounter people or they message me or my awareness uh it, it, i see or acknowledge people who are suffering so much to a degree that i cannot even comprehend their suffering and they're fighting a battle inside themselves that even i cannot ever know that perhaps this idea of seeking the light or chanting or you know m- moving the chakras sending this energy up it doesn't occur to them because they are swallowed by darkness So what can we is there something that we can tell those people is there something that we can do for those people how do we how do we transmit this you know i think the buddha said from one candle flame to another right so how can we transmit this this understanding of consciousness how can we transmit this divine energy this divine source to our brothers and sisters that are here with us experiencing with us and as you say you know everyone is the guru right we're all yeah. we're, uh, all of us are 
when we have lit our own lamp, that's all that matters. Because when a lamp is lit, our presence itself lights all other lamps around us. There's nothing we need to do to seek because to, to seek from the perspective of trying to light another because when we go seeking it out from the perspective, we also need to understand that there's the time that plays for each one of us. There's a time to wake up for each one of us. There is the karmic roles that plays and there's the dharma role that happens. To wake up means to know Dharma and karma, the goodness within ourselves and that which essentially is action-oriented and which creates more of realities. Now, this is the moment of, there's a moment, there's a special moment within each one of us. All we need to do is be whom we are and go deeper within ourselves and enjoy that particular light within ourselves and allow that to radiate and dance. And the dance happens around us all on its own course. Hmm. It's from, you know, from our and our journey, everything is inside out. Work everything from inside, the outside transforms and works its way so beautifully. You know, I mean, it seems it seems like you know, consciousness is like this vine that is growing up a tree and it's slowly, maybe the tree of life and it's slowly kind of, you know, reaching towards the sun. Maybe that is my crown chakra somewhere. But, you know, I want to talk about the ego or the ego mind. And, you know, because a lot of times, Nandiji, I mean, if, if you look around Many times we're, we, we, we exist in this system that it, it shows us about materialism, possessions. It, it wants us to buy these things. We, most of the time we don't even need any of these things. I mean, every year we cycle, you know, Christmas, we buy these, these presents for people. It's almost expected and it's nauseating. It's, 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 it's horrible. I, I hate it. You know, so, and also, it's completely unfulfilling. You know, this this ego sense of when I have this, I will feel some gratification. And that, that gratification is so plastic, so temporary. It lasts a few moments. It's not real because it's not real. So how can we find, how can we acknowledge this this ego within ourselves? And how can we find this, this everlasting... Uh, gratitude within ourselves this everlasting i don't know how to say this this fulfillment within ourselves what you ask is what you what you are mentioned rather is so relevant of this moment and of most people today one of the most one of the painful uh, realities that inflicts folks is ignorance ignorance of self and to not know self is where ego lives so this word ego literally drives us into being like a balloon that needs to burst at some point 
of time. That's what ego does. It leads us <clears throat> to the place and time when ego has to be crushed. And that ego also is about anything that has a beginning, it has an end. Anything. So what lies beyond that which is which does not have a beginning and does not have an end is whom we really are and the truth that we are. And the moment we begin to realize that truth within ourselves, ego has no place anymore. Then we begin to realize everything is so temporary in nature and we are only the witnesses watching the whole thing happen. Like it's a seasonal thing that happens up and down. And then when we come to times and moments when we have to celebrate it from the perspective of ego, we know the truth. We dress for ourselves. We work every time and moment for ourselves. For instance, Christian, and Chris, during Christmas, it's a good time to light a lamp and say, hello, Jesus. Hello, Christ. <laughs> and let that be the blessings we can give to ourselves and to everyone else. We know the higher truth within ourselves far greater than experience than the experience that we would want uh, the, uh, want realities to give us. We dictate experiences to celebrate, to enjoy, to keep, not just on any special day, but every day. Every day is our birthday. Every day we are born again, the spirit having this new, beautiful, crisp baby of a mind that has been birthed to experience realities. Every single day we birth the most beautiful mind to enjoy the crisp reality that we unfold. So from these dimensions of saying, okay, so now as the angelic reality, what is the heavens we wish to create? We understand every thought having the potency of manifestation because it is from heart. Everything becomes heart doings and when it's heart doings, passion comes into play. And a yogic uh, innermost world of uh, uh, focus, it becomes more powerful. A yogi's strength is power of focus, passion, and resilience. The power of resilience that no matter how many times we fail, we will bounce back a million times. That's who we are. Now, we simply flow. When we flow, we need to know that we are the song. We are that ancient, beautiful song within ourselves. And that brings us back into the states of love, devotion, bhakti, which is the innermost song that is constantly happening within ourselves. And we are that song. And we are that highest wisdom singing as our own intellect. And, and that which as form we are, we allow it to radiate in its dance. Hmm. So powerful. Um, you know, I, we're, we're running out of time just to give you some awareness of where we are. It's flew by, but, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, but, you know, I want to talk about a couple different things before we close. I want to talk about love. You know, and I think, I think the the highest possible state that we can be in is love. But I want to talk about romantic love, and you know, there's something specific about loving the counterpart 
of your yourself, you know, whether you're a male, a female, or however it works for you, no discrimination. But, you know, how important is this? And I mean, is it is it something that is key to the human experience, would you say? I, it's very relevant <laughs> what you mentioned. We are a bundle of relationships as an energy field and form now. In other words, what we are right now is also and especially so the all the relationships we have and the most important relationship that matters to us is love. Now we need to go back a few steps. Who are we now is the sum total of all the past lives into the now. So in the past lives, there has been so many other relationships and then comes this moment now where all of these relationships come to play and also the newer ones from the greater, grander realities that we are or rather the expanded spirit that we are, now comes the same romantic love that works its way. So when we come to this love, any time we settle in for understanding that our happiness is outside, inside, we have limited ourselves. The moment we realize it's all from inside, outside, we are love. We vibrate love. We draw to us that which vibrates uh, uh, vibrates aligning to our highest vibration. In other words, uh, when we are love, we do not seek anything outside ourselves, but at the same time, that which is love that completes us from the karmic perspective and that which is love that completes us from the perspective of being the expanded consciousness where love is unconditional. Love is that equating to highest wisdom. Love is that which is equating to divinity. That is the love that we experience and that is the love that blossoms in our own lives. Hmm. This, it's amazing. I mean, there's there's so much. It seems like it it really resonates with me, everything that you're saying. It, it, it doesn't seem like it's new information. It seems like this is information <laughs> that I have within myself already, and then you're just reminding me. And it's it's the truth that rings the most, right? It rings true. So, you know, I feel that ring when you speak, and I, I love that so much. I'm feeding off of that. Um, Nandiji, I, I want to ask you about a phenomenon that's happening more and more that I see, and we, we cover it a lot on this show, I want to talk to you about psychedelic drugs. Um, you know, do you, do you feel that these are harmful, that they can disrupt the energy system? Um, how do you feel about psychedelics or, or drugs or pharmaceutical drugs? We can cover, you know, each aspect of that, please. I think this is a very important segment because... People need to know. Now, I cannot comment on psychedelic drugs because I have not taken them. I have not tried LSD. I have not tried ayahuasca, which I would love to try, actually. I have not <laughs> tried it. But I know one thing is there, that ganja, marijuana, actually is a herb of awakening. But there has to be discipline, there, discipline around it. 
so for me for last 27 years every thursdays i've allocated for allocated the whole day for my inner journey the day that i do not speak the day that i go within myself and the day i go i i i do yoga and meditate the whole day through and this is the day i do have ganja marijuana but i take it after raising my consciousness after doing some work within myself so when i'm smoking it i am actually imbibing it as the grace of all my gurus and my mind is climbed up to the state beyond the mind where i am in that higher conscious state uh um with source celebrating it and i would not in any time take ganja outside this in other words for recreation or for instance for creativity no i would not i would rather utilize it that one day a week and the rest of the week no i would actually be flowing with my mind and working through this works for me but what i've realized is when people do take ganja just in just to basically be happy or climb up they actually trying to seek something higher than themselves within themselves through that experience and nearly anyone and everyone whom i know who are into psychedelic drugs and other stuff that basically they are trying to work with are actually seeking that higher self inside themselves and perhaps with ex- with that expanded mind consciousness does work its way but every step towards that direction needs to be towards source and needs to be with a master who can guide the beings into that higher source and, and it's a bit dangerous to to not have the foundation or the, the spiritual foundation and step into this parameter or this dimension of uh psychedelics or any other forms of drugs i've had mushroom and it was beautiful it was a beautiful experience and thank god i was able to be in the divine be with uh with in the source connect mode while having the mushroom it was a beautiful experience though i felt i was not totally in control with the de- with the destination and the source of my my inner journey okay mm-hmm. but ganja i was very clear about what my destination was and what was the source of my inner journey and when i connected it into oneness i realized the name of ganja was by, by the yogis is uh, herb of lord shiva it does expand you to being that infinite infinite vast self that recognizes uh that infinity uh to be lord shiva and that i am experience so from here my only one my advice is that know that if there is a purpose of taking anything to alter the mind it is only with one intent and that is to go to seek source and to 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 merge with source if not the mind could have its own tricks the mind already creates a lot of mischief you don't want the mind to be even more mischievous you don't want it to be uh incapacitated with uh undue or you know with uh, with uh, with unsettled thoughts we would want to first get into the zero point within ourselves 
And this zero point within ourselves is so vital because this zero point is where there's absolute harmony. And it's like mud. You put the seed in the mud of harmony, what will grow out is going to be beautiful. If you if you grow anything else from unsettled uh, un, from anything, from unsettled nature of where we are, it is not conductive to our growth. So, work awaken yourself. It's you know as we climb in, we realize we don't need anything from outside to influence us from inside and to work with it. Yeah. But at the same time, ganja could be used as a tool to attain that higher self. Yeah. It's a beautiful tool, but use it wisely. Yes, perfect, perfect answer. And then if you could also just ask, uh, answer the, the last part of that question, which is pharmaceutical drugs, please. Actually, I have no experience because I do not take it. I avoid it completely. As far as what I know, I prefer, I, at least this is for me because I have not uh, actually experienced it over the last 27 years. I've not taken any, any, any drug or pill. I do know that anything unnatural is going to have its own unnatural reality surrounding it, which we call a side effects. Mm-hmm. So I would rather prefer to say stay with, nat- with nature, stay with what would be natural to me. At the same time, I will go to a doctor to check up to see if there's anything wrong with me. I would will go to a doctor to know what it is. And, you know, supposing, for instance, a, a remedial measure has to take place, I will trust science. Mm-hmm. Science and rational is vital in that journey. You know, like when a person has cancer, you know, you might have to look into what is the progress science has made towards taking care of the cancer because you can cure cancer in advance scientifically. In other words, through the doctor, through the medical ways should you note in advance. So it's always good to keep a mind that is rational, mind that is open, aligned to science at the same time, trust nature. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect, perfect. Okay, so I just, I just want to move forward a little bit just in paying regard to the time. So okay, so I, I wanted to ask you and as you speak, I keep c- coming up with new questions that I have to ask. So I, I wanted to ask, um, you know, the power of intention, the power of manifesting the things that are it, taking the things that are in our minds and manifesting them into our reality into our experience of them you know it's it seems oftentimes you know life ebbs and flows there are ups and downs i mean sometimes it can be a roller coaster how much it goes up how much it goes down so how can we withstand the you know, the ups and downs, the forces of this, and how can we better, you know, harness the power of intention? Yes. When we go to school, we might learn a lot intellectually, but the reality is we learn from the practice of sitting down on a chair for hours together, and there's a discipline that comes from here that we are able to utilize in terms of a working mode later. Likewise is the power of intent. So it's always good to to be able to train the mind to focus and intensely focus like a magnifying glass converging sunlight into heat and fire. That is how manifestation takes place. So when we 
as a yogi take a journey inside ourselves and we are saying the mantra our mind begins to learn how to focus and merge into single pointedness and this it's a this is you could say the most important teaching everyone and everyone must have to be able to have the mind that is fixed in focus and grow that focus grow this place of absolute comfort in the zero point and once we have trained the mind into this then when we perceive that this is what is needed in the human realities that we desire this this is the intent we know that our intent will quickly in or rather with 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 ease manifest the realities we seek mm mm-hmm. okay okay and you know this question i think is a purely personal question i really just want to know what you think about this and i several years ago i had a spontaneous kundalini awakening i had no idea that this was even kundalini i had no idea what the word kundalini even was you know it took me a long time to get to that point of understanding even you know what that meant what i mean what do you suggest for people i know there's i mean it's rare but i there are some people who are you know at at some level they're seeking it i i think that's a bit absurd and misinformed perhaps but there are also people who are moving through an awakening process or dealing with an already awakened you know kundalini what do you suggest for them what can what can we talk can you talk about this please yes in english the word kundalini could be mentioned as inspiration that's all when you're inspired there's a fire that goes on inside you when you're mighty inspired you awaken your innermost fire so when our journey within we have lit our fire mother kundalini has been lit now we are rising and rising and rising and every chakra that kundalini touches our reality blossoms so the moment you blossomed in the ground reality roots you blossom in the chakra above the navel where you begin to have the kundalini expel kundalini blossoming are uh, in its wisdom you climb up to the heart chakra kundalini blossoms us to understanding love as wholeness and completeness as to be love and then as you climb up you know through the throat chakra the kundalini dissipates and uh, negates all the impediments that has there as in the human that we are going to experience then as this kundalini fire rises up to the crown chakra we have now woken up to understanding the vastness of ourselves the huge immense being that we are and then we also realize that we are the divine feminine within ourselves that carries forward the uh, the higher conscious uh, feeling such as compassion empathy oneness forgiveness love tenderness nurturing the 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 nurturing abilities all of the feminine divinity all of the feminine uh, traits which you could say mother kundalini is all is about goodness the goodness of thought being good so when all of this is woken up with the fire rising all the way up we realize whom we are we realize the i am 
So Mother Kundalini is something so personal. That's why we don't see, we don't hear so much about Mother Kundalini. But in reality, it's common sense. It's nothing other than inspiration, the seeds of inspiration that has woken up, the giant grand inspiration to be that I, which is the we, which is the small entity of ourselves, Jivatma, the soul, having becoming the Paramatma, God, that infinite spirit within each one of us. This is the gift of Mother Kundalini. Mm. Okay, okay. Okay, so we've talked about so much information. I, there's so much information in this episode. I want to talk about last thing and, and we can start, start to wrap this together. Maybe if we can put this together for the people who are listening to the show, Nandiji, if, if, you know, we, I believe we are on the precipice of a global awakening that is taking, taking place because of many of the events that are happening on earth right now. And, you know, I, I feel like, more and more, it's becoming more and more turbulent externally. Can we offer, can you offer some sort of guidance or if we can connect together, you know, if there's a message that you have for anyone that we may be listening, now is, now is the time to, to tell those people. <laughs> you know, it's beautiful at this moment when you mentioned the word now. Because the word now itself is the first teaching of Siddha sage Patanjali, who is considered to be the father of yoga. Of course, there were so many sages, but Siddha Patanjali is considered to be the father of yoga. And his very first sutra is the power of now, Atta. In other words, in the now, almost instantly we know what we need to do now. And this now means setting our timeline. So the first step is February 9th, the full moon, all the way down to February 21st. Choose any day, go within ourselves, go within with one intent that we incubate the I into the we. We take the pilgrimage within ourselves to be the enshrined light that we have been seeking. To climb the mind several states beyond into the states of the super mind, the states of super sturya, where we can sleep asleep, where we understand that now we are one with all of the light. And in this process is awakening to understand whom we are, the higher self here for the purpose. Now, once we understand ourselves to being the sun, the sun itself has no days, has no nights. It, is, it simply shines. That's whom we really are. And recognizing this is common sense. In other words, just the thought away is the reality of whom we are. And when we adorn that whom we are, life is the most magnificent, the magnificent experience and in this experience, we uplift ourselves and all of humanity. We simply shine. Hmm. 
So profound, Nandiji. I mean, thank you so much for being here. And I, I just want to mention, um, you know, Nandiji was so kind. And for the last 27 years, before we were in the in the pre-show, we talked about this. He he's taken a vow of silence every Thursday, and he allowed for this sacred space to make time for this you know, 90 or so minutes for us to speak to us specifically. He's been practicing this for 27 years. There's so much information in this book, it, Mastery of Consciousness. And Nandiji, where can people find your work? Where can people go to you know, pick up a copy of this book? There's so much information that we did not cover. And I highly recommend anyone listening to, to pick this book up. But where can people go to, to find it? It's uh, Amazon.com. And uh, the book is Mastery of Consciousness on Nandiji.com, N-A-N-D-H-I-J-I.com. You know, it's a funny thing that you mentioned about the silence and uh, and uh, about this moment of the book. Uh, do we have uh, Do we have a, Do we have three yes. minutes? Yes. Yes. Okay, I'll quickly mention to you a story about this, okay? Because when I went deep inside after waking up, I was inside a cave meditating and meditating and meditating. My external world had completely collapsed. And in my external world, I was an entrepreneur and I was one of the fastest growing companies and I had over 120 persons working for me and everything collapsed. And now I was in the depth of depth asking myself this one question, now what? And that's when I met three sages who had not spoken for over 20 years. And I walked up to them and said, hey, divine sages, I have a question for you. My question is, my world is war. My reality is war. Now, how? what is the form of yoga I need to do? To attain this particular peace that I, this form of peace that I am experiencing now inside the cave, what is the form of yoga I need to do there? And one of the three sages, after a long time, broke his silence saying, I am breaking my silence for you to serve humanity. Hmm. So he started speaking to me. And what he spoke to me was so powerful, so profound. And at the end, he said, I have a gift for you. Ask anything and I will give it to you. And I said, uh, you will not be able to give me what I ask you for. Because I thought whatever I was going to ask for was going to be so, uh, you could say, outrageous. And the sage said, no, 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 we are going to be walking all the way from Tiruvannamalai, South India, all the way up to the Himalayas, and we'll be walking across India all barefoot. And anything we think of, we will be able to make it happen and we will make it true. So if you want to be the prime minister of your country, you want to be the richest person on this land, let us know what you want. So I said, give me that wisdom which is within your silence. They said, no, 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 you can ask for anything else, but don't ask for that. I said, that's the only truth I seek. And then they smiled and he said, now we understand why we broke a silence for you. We would delightfully give it and that results in the book Mastery of Consciousness. And then they said, okay, we have a gift for you. Will you receive it? I said, with humility and 
with honor i will receive what you have to give me and they said saivam vitri saivam is one who has woken up saivam is one who's realized oneness saivam is the awake vitri is victory so victory to consciousness the moment they told me victory to consciousness that woke me up to understand why on earth i am here to unfold consciousness so with this divine brother grateful thank you for your presence and to all over here with us sharing this breath let the light within ourselves shine nandi ji if i could ask one last thing of you you've been mm-hmm. so generous but we have if i made a couple extra minutes would there be time for a chant that we could do of course okay. of course okay um this is a very practical i'm talking about not i would say a, a mantra that is uh, that is of use to us in the human realities okay this mantra atta atta om namah shivaya atta om namah shivaya atta now Om Namah Shivaya. This is in to wake up the now within us. The very first step to the spiritual light is being the now. The moment we are the now, we are in the unions. So, Atta Om Namah Shivaya. Let's say it's Atta Om Namah Shivaya. Atta Om Namah Shivaya. Atta Om Namah Shivaya. Atta Om. now see the word consciousness which is the mind because this mind where we are think from is our entire reality if that is multiplied so is whom we are and what realities we unfold and what is the experience we are having so this is another mantra you would want to combine with breath om ari om om ari om om is the left breath ari is consciousness om is the right breath om ari om om ari om om ari Om Om Hari Om Hari Om Hari 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 Om Hari is consciousness Hari is the awake mind So these two mantras Atta Om Namah Swaya get gets us on the journey Om Hari Om is awakening the super mind within ourselves to flow as the sunlight reflecting from the moon as pure wisdom as to know what is the most beautiful optimal thought to for every breath there is the expanding consciousness that we are 
with thought becoming wisdom we are the human being the angels we are that of the highest self now simply vibrating shining and celebrating perfect <laughs> i mean you are sir are holographic i mean i love it so much Guys, wow, what an episode. I mean, who does this? Who brings you this type of content on a regular basis? Uh, just us. No one else. Week after week, home run after home run. <laughs> what an episode. I mean, if you made it to the end, huh, wow. The book is called The Mastery of Consciousness, available on Amazon. My guest, Tapas Yogi Nandi. We'll make that link available on the website. If you want to do something for the show, support us. Just lend us your support. Tell someone about the show. That's one way. You can leave a review on iTunes, second way, and or make a contribution. Let us know that you care about what we're doing here lot of time thank you so much for your presence tonight see you next week